Hello, and welcome to Open by Accident. My name is Nick. I'm joined here by my brother. I'm Matt. This is a podcast we've talked about making for quite some time, but due to some unforeseen circumstances, it came to fruition. So we decided to pull the trigger. Unforeseen accidents? Wait, no. Well, I mean, we're kind of an accident, so. No. You're right. We're surprises. That is correct. We are surprises. So thank you for joining us. Uh, We're kind of just a podcast talking about a little bit of everything. A little bit of nothing. Mainly nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As I said, my name's Nick. I'm into video games, um, board games, tabletop gaming of all sorts, all kinds of movies, terrible 80s movies and horror movies of the sorts. Uh, Used to collect Atari games. I collect Friday the 13th memorabilia now, so... um, yeah, that's a little bit about a little bit about me. Yeah, I think that uh, we get along so well as brothers because there's a pretty big age difference between us, but we have very similar interests. I mean, we're both, I'd say, casual gamers. We're not, you know, professional by any stretch of the means. I mean, we get good at some games, but um, we both enjoy playing video games. Uh, I I'm a pretty avid collector, though. I'd say I'm more of a collector than a gamer. That's um, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but. I definitely agree with like the movie genres, you know, the, the worse the movie is, the better it is for me. So I love like some really bad eighties flicks. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm Matt. I'll be your co-host. And, uh, I guess a little bit more about me is, uh, I'm also a little bit uh, of a car enthusiast. Uh, didn't used to be kind of took a hiatus when I started working in the car world. That kind of burned you out. But uh, got a small family, wife, kid, dog. So, yeah, that's me. Fun stuff. Fun yeah. stuff. So, hey. I don't know if you noticed. Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah. What's interesting is we're bringing this up, and neither one of us are really... Uh, Big football fans. Didn't even watch the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yeah. This was like the first, I mean, it's the first football game I watched start to finish this season. It was a fun game. It was a good watch. Went over to my in-laws' house and uh, viewed the game. It's kind of funny, uh, walk into their house, and, uh, you know, they've already got things queued up. You know, it's pre-game stuff going on, and uh, they got the big screen on in the living room, and then they... Uh, of course, my father-in-law has his infamous little TV sitting next to him. And uh, right as you're ready to transition from their, they have an open layout in their house. Right as you're about to transition from the kitchen where my father-in-law lives <laughs> okay, uh, to the uh, the living room, there's like this perfect little area where they've got both TVs going, playing the exact same thing, and you have this horrible echo. Oh, Lord. Between the two TVs just kind of rivaling. And I'm, I just look at my mother-in-law and go, do you hear that? She goes, what? It's like, that noise. It is horrible. It's like you have two TVs going like at, you know, mid-volume, and they're like fighting against each other. And nobody hears it but me. <laughs> they're just used to they're it, just, I, guess. I guess they're just used to it. So... I mean, what the funny thing is I bought them their TV, bought them a nice sound bar so that they could, you know, on days like a Super Bowl day, game day, you he know. He still uses his little personal TV. They use that stupid little personal <laughs> TV that I found at a yard sale for him. And they've got the TV blaring through the TV speakers instead of the sound bar. So I go in, I turn the TV volume down all the way on his little TV so he can, boy, doesn't have to move. Right. And then... uh uh, I've got the, um, I turn the sound bar on and turn the speakers down on the TV. And then of course, then everything's kind of synced up and then you're listening through to the sound bar. So everybody was happy, mainly me. I was happy, but, uh, wow, that noise was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. You know, some people, they just don't pick up on some of those <laughs> sounds because <laughs> they're just so used to it. Yes. Yes. So, uh, but the game itself, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel, I mean, like I said, not a big football fan. So don't take my viewpoint uh, 
just take it with a grain of salt. Let's just say that. Right. But with us coming from Missouri, you know, we got to go for the Chiefs. So. Oh, yeah, sure. And I think that's really the only reason I watched the entire game because usually I'll go over there and watch the Super Bowl with them because, oh, food? Of course. Right? Of course. <laughs> uh, speaking of food at the Super Bowls, I was in charge of making uh, the hot wings. How'd that go? <sighs> well, I'm. it's a craft I'm trying to perfect. I don't think I'll ever be as good as our mother at making hot wings. As long as you use a little, little less salt, should be fine. I did. I, did. I, I, I took it easy on the salt. Uh, but uh, I think I've figured out the key to perfecting how I make wings. So I do it a little bit different. Uh, and my wife, she did help me. Um, but we, we start with a boil. We boil the wings. We do put a little bit of salt in the, the boiling water. And uh, the key that we always miss in between like the boiling and saucing is you need to let them dry the reason being is then the sauce actually sticks to the wing right so makes sense but um we let them dry for quite a while and and sure enough the sauce stuck you know did that put a little uh creole seasoning on them put them in the air fryer they were real nice and crispy Sounds turned out good. they turned out really good. Sounds pretty good. They turned out really good. What else is on this bread? Um, so we had uh, what my mother in law calls hanky pankies. It's kind of like a meat spread on uh, like the the little rye toast. Okay, they're, they're pretty good. Okay. Uh, we had uh, ribs. Yum. Uh, we also had uh, veggie tray. You know, chips and dip, like nacho, salsa type. Essentials. Essential stuff like that. Um, we had like the little smokies and wrapped in bacon. And she also put pineapple in it. The pineapple was a bit much, but I mean, it still was. It, when we, it, I understood it. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was an interesting uh, uh, take on the little smoky. But, uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that, that, was, a, that was essentially uh, what we had. Um, you know, just snack type food sort of thing. Um, but, uh, you know, the game itself, you know, uh, I kind of felt that, uh, you know, have to forgive me. I can't remember all the players names, uh, but number 32 for the Kansas city chiefs, uh, he had, um, picked up a, uh, fumbled ball and ran it in for a touchdown early in the game. Okay. And, uh, well, he did it again. But then they reversed the call, and it to me it just looked like the guy was turned and ready to run. And then when the, the you know the chief plowed into him and he fumbled the ball, and thirty two picked it up and ran it in for another touchdown. And I was just so disappointed that because I was like, man, I mean this guy was all over the place on defense. He was playing amazing, right? And I feel like if he was was able to run in two touchdowns, I mean that definitely puts him in candidacy for you know the Super Bowl MVP. But it's true. Uh, unfortunately, the second one got reversed, and I didn't quite understand that call. But there again, I don't watch football regularly, so, <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> who know, yeah, who knows? But uh, one thing that uh, uh, was kind of amusing from the game, and, and and it wasn't really amusing from being a fan of the Chiefs or fans of the Chiefs. So I'm not mocking Chiefs fans, but the first field goal that was missed and it made this horrible thud noise when it bounced off the goalpost. <laughs> of course, it was a missed field goal. So, I mean, of course, we're all devastated as, right. like, that was our go-ahead, you know, and, and that could have been the game-changer as the outcome of the game type situation. But uh, I did kind of uh, clip it here so uh, you can take a listen because it's 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 kind of funny, and then I'll kind of tell you uh, okay. what my first thoughts were when I heard it. like a coconut (laughs) (laughs) so being uh more of a movie guy than a sports guy i immediately think of uh the kicker from ace ventura (laughs) laces out (laughs) laces out (laughs) laces out (laughs) so uh, good that's good (laughs) but uh yeah it uh uh that was my first thought. And, of course, you know, I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, I'm with uh, my wife and her family. Nobody's ever in this room's ever sat down and watched Days of Ventura. So they'll just be like, what are you talking about? So I just kept that to myself. 
well, I'm here and I understand it. And God, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it was a very exciting game. Uh, obviously the chiefs ended up winning, uh, uh, the ending of the game wasn't as exciting as the game as a whole, because it kind of came down to chiefs just running out the clock and kicking a field goal and right. giving uh, the Eagles as little time as possible to, uh, you know, come back from yeah. that. But yeah, it was, was it was, it was a fun game. Was that was the only thing I ended up seeing was the final field goal uh, through social media of one of my friends. And, uh, I mean, hey, it was cool to see that the Chiefs won again. So Yeah, well, and you have to you have to think from a, the perspective of somebody that actually watched the whole game and then they, they seen the missed field goal early on in the game and then the game comes down to kicking another field goal. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not a fan. But you're begging, but please. <laughs> I couldn't even watch. I was, like, turning away, like, yeah, biting my fair. hand. Like, <laughs> is he going to make it? Yeah. <laughs> But he pulled so. through. But he pulled. Yeah, no, it was it was amazing. It was a fun game. Um, I loved the comments uh, from Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs after the game. You know, because none of the commentators or anybody was picking the Chiefs to win, and he's just like, "Y'all can hate, but look, look who won." Yeah. And he called him out, and it's just like it, it was it was fantastic. So, but I feel like. Um, you know, if you are a fan and you do live in the state of Missouri like we do, uh, we're very privileged to have an amazing football team to to watch and uh, follow because, you know, the players on this team are, you know, pretty amazing even outside of the, the football field. So Right. And that's the thing is, you know, with, with not being a – sports guy or a football guy you know it's 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 i'm a fan of the hype you know and and the hype around the chiefs is so high i mean it's oh, so much fun yeah. around all kinds yeah. of super bowl parties or just hanging out with people and watching a game well yeah so. it's it's just like like i said we're not necessarily football fans but you get on social media and my feed is just like cluttered with kansas city Chiefs stuff Always. since they won so uh, <laughs> you know there's that but yeah. uh I mean, I heard one sports memorabilia sh- shop opened up at 9.30 p.m. after the game. Well, yeah, I got to cash like, in yep, on that. Yeah, you cashing in. Cash They're in like, hey, that. come get your Mahomes jerseys. <laughs> um, I think one of my friends posted up saying, hey, is anybody in the area, you know, go by this store and get me a uh, a championship hat. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know like, they're charging Buku bucks for oh, all yeah. that stuff. And so. they're going to get it. Yeah, exactly. They're going to get it. Exactly. So. Good stuff. Well. Something else happened in uh, Missouri just recently. Yeah, yeah, something that I'm kind of a, a fan of. Uh, Missouri made uh, marijuana recreationally legal, so congratulations. We're finally getting on <laughs> with the with the rest of the country. So, uh, so does that mean is it, is it okay to consume in public? Um, I don't know if it's in public. It's kind of like alcohol. Like you can't drink and smoke or smoke and <laughs> drive. Oh uh, yeah. Well yeah, because um, I mean I understand that perspective of you know it it it's still influencing your decisions right so it's not like you can you know be yeah smoking while you're cruising down the road exactly just like you can't you know crack a beer while you're but if you're on private property on your porch or whatever i think it's still it's just like smoking a cigarette now it should be okay obviously on a federal level you know you don't want to get the eyes of the federal government because they'll they'll come crack down sure it's it's uh, i mean that they're calling it rec week for a reason yep. because it's for recreational purposes oh, yeah. or uh i guess uh you know there's still the medical p- perspective of it right uh, yeah. but it's it's still not it doesn't make it like oh now i can go sell my weed on the street no. corner <laughs> no you know, it's like have a garage sale and no, uh, cause it's just all the medical dispensaries that we've already had have just became recreational so anybody who doesn't have a medical card can just walk in and grab it and i mean hell we have almost 214 stores in Missouri, so. Holy moly. Yeah. That's so. insane. Well, I've, I have noticed, especially uh, with, uh, what's the other type of consumable that you've been kind of partaking in? Um, I mean, I do the flower. I do the vape. Um, yeah, maybe it's the vape I'm thinking of. You know, like. Edibles, the, you know. Yeah, those, those, those shops with the, I, I don't want to use the word fake, but uh, imitation or. Um, I think you're talking about like synthetic, the, CBD, the CBD, CBD stuff. Yeah, yeah, like those were just popping up like two right. years ago on every street corner. Right. Well, that's because the marijuana has, has come to such a chemical level that they're just altering it just slightly and making either Delta 8 or Delta 10 or whatever so that it's still legal, but it still gets you that high or the medicinal properties that you're looking for. I gotcha. So. I gotcha. Well, 
you know, I, I'm not, it doesn't bother me that people partake in the smoking of marijuana, but as you and I both know, it really bothers my sensitive, uh, immune system. Yeah, poor guy gets <laughs> nauseous at the smell of it. So. The smell of it makes me nauseous, so nauseous that it actually makes me get sick. But he's uh, eaten, you know, small bits of edibles before and not affected him, so it's just really the smell. Yeah, so. yeah, so that that was that was that was a fun experiment over the summer. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, when we're we're visiting friends and and uh, I was told to steer clear of somebody's homemade stuff and, <laughs> and maybe try this instead. And yeah. anyway, I tried a small portion. Uh, I don't know that I really had any effect from it, maybe because I didn't consume enough to really notice anything. But uh, I don't know. I mean, that was just a relaxing weekend anyway. So exactly. We were drinking and stuff yeah. too. So yeah, so it's hard to tell if it really had an effect. Right. Yeah. But as a rule, that's not my realm because it does it does bother me. Exactly. Hey, hey, to each their own, you know, nothing wrong with that. The other thing I was going to bring up too is um, with it being rec week and, um, you know, sales booming, almost $13 million in sales just in Missouri after rec week. At, so, so we're in talking like a, a seven day period of time, day, five or seven days. I'm not sure if it was a business week, but 13 million, $13 million. Wow. So how do we do you know offhand how many states are have made it recreational legal? I don't know that offhand. Okay. Um but quite a few now. Uh, okay. I'd say only a few are are straggling. So with it being recreational legal, as long as you don't have a substantial amount on you and you're just transporting it home and it's in a sealed package, you should be fine, like yep. in a normal traffic stop or something of yep. that nature. Because most of the them come with receipts on the bag, and it and it literally tells you uh, your allotment because they scan your ID every time you go in. So you, every time you go to a dispensary, they know how much you've bought at other dispensaries, and you're only allowed. I think it's like ninety grams per month. I think it is. Okay, so that's like three ounces or something like that. So. One person not going to go through that. <laughs> okay, normally, I'm not like personal, I, I, I couldn't tell you if that's unless a lot or a small, little. Unless you have a lot of issues, there's no way like one person can go through that. Unless you're selling on the side or all that jazz, which is a big no no. Yeah, yeah. So, twenty one states. Twenty one states. It looks like twenty one states. Okay, yeah. correct. It's kind of interesting that Missouri is kind of on the cutting edge of making it legal. Yeah, if you will. I mean, we made it medical year or two ago so that was a big step but we we're supposed to get it recreational that same year and didn't yeah, pass. Uh, yeah. and it made no sense <laughs> sure sure so, well we i mean i think i think from you know the perspective of some that it it makes sense from a uh medical perspective you know why to make it legal because it, it does help people with as a coping mechanism for certain things so uh I mean, like I said, I'm totally for it. I just, I can't be around it. Right. Well, that's my thing is, you know, I have some anxiety and stress issues, which is, you know, it definitely helps out with that, but I mainly smoke it for a recreational standpoint. But that's what I'm saying is with it being so readily available now, give up some of your pills, people. Try it out. It might, it might be the change in your life that you need. Sure. So sure. Yeah. I mean, give it a try. I, you know, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where from my perspective, it's been legal for ever in you know our entire life to drink exactly and i feel like that has more consequence on your system than oh 100 yeah smoking mm-hmm. so but yeah so i've got a little segment i'd like to maybe try out okay <laughs> kind of a working title uh called this or that okay so we're going to take a couple of items, and we're going to ask one another, like, hey, what would you rather have, this or that? But it's not just going to be as simple as that. We're going to kind of go in depth, and there's going to be some stipulations. Okay. So uh, I'm pretty positive you're familiar with both of these items, but if not, you know, you got your little laptop there. You can take a look and... So, what we're going to start with is a couple of vehicles. Would you rather have this car or maybe this one? 
So the first car is uh, it's from movies. I do enjoy movies and movie cars. <laughs> Seen the mov- uh, movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off? It's a great movie. Yes. Great car. Yes, it is. It is a 1961 Ferrari GT Spider California. That's a very expensive car, if I remember correctly. It can be, yeah. Okay. I think any Ferrari carries a pretty hefty price tag. Very true. But what they do to the car in the movie, you know. (laughs) Sure. Well, we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna assume that that doesn't happen. Okay. So when you take possession, okay. Ferrari. So you know, before you give me your answer, like I said, hear me out because there's gonna be some stipulations. Okay. So the second car to choose from. And we only got two choices. Is Lane Myers, nineteen sixty seven, RSSS Camaro, from a little known movie called Better Off Dead. Classic movie, classic car. I know. So, in a little doing a little bit of research, uh, found out that the uh, Better Off Dead car actually has been found, and somebody restored it. No shit. Pretty cool, right? That's awesome. I know. That's awesome. Beautiful car. It's so sad how many cars come off the lot of uh, movie sets and they just crush them or sell them and get scrapped. It's crazy. You know, the the cool thing, I mean, Better Off Dead, not really a car movie. There wasn't like a whole lot of stunts with the car type situation. Right. So. uh, It was a big point of the movie, though. Oh, totally. I mean, it had a montage. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the montage, uh, one of the stipulations. So while they're fixing up the Camaro in the movie, mm-hmm. a song called uh, Like to Get to Know You Well by Howard Jones is playing. Okay, yeah, it's a good song. Right? Yeah. So, and when you think of the the, the Ferrari 250 GT California, mm-hmm. you think of the song by Yellow. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. Right? So there's your two songs for your two cars. That means if you get in the vicinity of that car, it doesn't matter what device you have, what's on the radio at that moment, that is the only song you can hear. So if you've got the Ferrari GT California, all you hear is, oh yeah, all the time. Can't turn it off. But if you're cruising down the highway in the Camaro, Howard Jones is on the radio all the time. You know, I think with either case, you definitely get sick of the song eventually. Sure. You know, and I think the idea I was thinking is uh, there's a episode of How I Met Your Mother. I can't remember the character's name, but Jason Segel betrays him, and he has a little Fiero. And I love Fieros. <laughs> yeah. And but the the funny thing about the Fiero is like there's a tape stuck in the tape deck. Right. And it's uh the, I remember the song. I, I would walk five. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so the only thing you can listen to on the radio is that, that so that's suck. <laughs> so that was my thinking, but I was like, okay, we gotta tape it take it a step further. So it's just like you can't hear any other song. There's I mean, there's too much technology around us now yeah. where it's like, no, no, no. It's like if somebody's standing around you listening to music on like their phone, it, it that's what's playing now. Oh, you're by the Camaro. Oh, Howard Jones is on. You know, yeah. So um, there's more stipulations. Oh so, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thought I had my decision made, but all right. No, 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 no. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, we I gave you a fun fact about the uh, the Camaro. Well, here's a fun fact, and I think this kind of level pl- levels out the playing field a little bit. The uh, the cars used in uh, Ferris Bueller were actually kit cars or, you know, replicas. That makes sense. So I think to kind of make it a little more even because, I mean, you're talking to kind of take out the monetary value. You're talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars difference in value between the two cars. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Not exact, but... Some Ferraris go for millions of dollars. So sure, yeah. and that that <laughs> a real one of those really could be yeah. a million dollar car. Exactly. I don't know that, but it could be exactly. Um, so you know, kind of keep that in mind that you're you're getting a very functional car mm-hmm. because it's going to be a kit car if you went with the California GT, right? But it still looks like a cherry Ferrari. Yep, 
Yep. Yep. So, uh, you ready to move on to another stipulation? Sure. All right. Stipulate away. So, uh, each of these vehicles comes with a car, or comes with, you know, each of these cars comes with a uh, passenger. Okay. So, if you were to go with the GT California, you've got Sloan Peterson sitting shotgun all the time. Okay. She is now your significant other. Okay. Forever and ever and ever. Wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't be bad. No. So, if you were to go with the Camaro, obviously Monique mm. is going to be with you all the time. I was hoping it was his best friend, but Monique's a good good second. Well, you know, speaking of that, the third and final stipulation. No. The third wheel. <laughs> Both cars come with the third if wheel. You, I mean, I'm not saying that they uh, will live with you, but if you're going to get in the car and take it for a drive... Guess what? Here comes Cameron. You know? It's a big old stick in the mud. Yep. Cameron's always going to be with you if you're in the Ferrari. Okay. But if you take the Camaro, Ricky's always going to need a ride to school. You know, I. that's not a bad thing. I like Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's fun to look at. <laughs> very passionate fellow. Yeah. Very passionate. And we're talking about the character. Mama's boy, if you will. Yeah. We don't acknowledge the real actor, but the right. character. Right. Right. Ricky was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that means Mama's not going to be too far away if Ricky's true. in the picture. Kind of a fourth wheel, if you will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. We never did get to meet Cameron's father, so. Ooh. This is true. So kind of a fourth wheel on both of them. That could be bad. I think, so you're asking me which one I would choose. Yeah. I mean, all, like, all li- like, like, like I said, you know. This is your vehicle, but there's a few stipulations. You know, there's a song always in the background. Always there's two people in the car. There's always two people in the car with you. I think I'd have to go with the Ferrari kit car just because it's the iconicness of the song. And if I'm wearing the, you know, the Ferris Bueller outfit with the glasses and everybody's hearing that around me with the convertible, I mean, I'm going to get I, some I, I, <laughs> I think the Ferrari is going to bring more attention. Yes. I mean, if you're cruising down the road and you pull up in that Ferrari, it's going to stand out a little bit more than right. the Camaro. If you wanted to be a little bit more incognito, the Camaro would definitely, definitely be the one. Okay. Okay. I had to really think about this myself from my perspective to kind of jump in there, but uh, I'd actually go the opposite way. I'd go with the Camaro. I feel like I wouldn't be as afraid to drive the car because I wouldn't be afraid, you know, and there's 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 all kinds of Camaros on the road. Even true. even as a kit car, there's still a limited number of those Ferraris out there. That's fair. Um, from the perspective of the female companion, I think Monique's going to be less maintenance. She's hot too. Yeah, I mean they're both good looking. They're both women. very good looking. Yeah, both good looking women. But I think, and she's good. And obviously, she's multi talented. She, yeah, she can ski and she can take care. Of your car and she for can you. take your car. <laughs> I mean. I, I feel like she she's not afraid. She's the type of girl that's not afraid to get her hands dirty. That's fair. And I feel like I'm going to be working to take care of Sloan. You know, I got I got I got to I got to take care of her shopping addiction. You know, so but that's the I whole. Feel, you know, feel like she's more Ferrari, high maintenance. Yeah, driving a Ferrari, you're going to have high maintenance girls. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So, and I think so, another thing that adds to this is no pun intended. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Growing up. Uh, I'm sure you watch Better Off Dead a lot more than Ferris Bueller. Yes. And it's growing up, I watched Ferris Bueller a hell of a lot more. They're both great movies, but different eras. Different eras. I mean, if I added the stipulation that you had to kind of uh, be the character that, you know, would you have, if you had to be Lane or do you have to be Ferris, would that sway your decision? So I think Lane Meyer's definitely a cooler cat than Ferris Bueller. I think I think Ferris Ferris's cool factor is gonna wear off as soon as he graduates high school. Well, he's also he seems like one of those guys who portrays the coolness, but deep down, you know, he's got some issues or something. You know, like not really that cool cat. Whereas Lane, 
he doesn't think he's cool at all, you know. No, but he no. actually is. He's a genuine person. He's yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, oh, he's yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, he picked that car, you know, didn't do anything with it, just drove around the station well, wagon. But, but he knew, he but knew. Did he pick the car, or was it the ex girlfriend? I can't remember what the word the dad used, but uh, it would make sense that he would. He picked up the car for a couple hundred bucks to impress his girlfriend because yeah, I he know. wanted to be the coolest guy, but. Oh my gosh! I wish I, mean, I could borrow two hundred dollars from my dad to buy a '67 RSSS Camaro. And then it just turns out to be <laughs> perfect condition when they. Oh yeah! Oh, I just needed a wash and some tires and a new filter <laughs> and it's change awful. the oil and boom, bingo, bango, we're on the road. If you had a Camaro sitting in your driveway, why would you take the station wagon every day? Because it didn't run. It's crazy. I, I, hey. I guess look at it from my perspective. You know, I don't have a 67 RSSS Camaro in the garage, but I do have a sports car in the garage. You do. I do. And I do have a pretty cool little truck in the garage. Yep, you do. And I don't drive those every day. They they kind of sit in the garage quite a bit. But I don't know. I was kind of a uh, I'm I guess I'm trying to make sense of my purchase. I uh by the way have a 2004 Pontiac GTO. Um I know it's not necessarily the greatest muscle car. It's more, you know, it's a modern muscle car, but it's fun to drive. You know? She looks good, too. Yeah. But uh, I feel like that's kind of like my, my better off dead car because the year I bought it is the same age difference between the year it came out and the year I bought it as the year the 67 Camaro came out and the year that better off dead was released. That's fair. But they both have red interior, too. It's true. Unfor- unfortunately, my GTO is not black, though. Yeah. If it was well, black with red interior, man, I'd be sweet. And with Lane still being in high school and everything, I mean, the S10 is definitely your... Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah. I, 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 at this point, I just feel like I'm... But you you kept that clean from the get-go. You yeah. didn't have it sitting in your driveway and then yeah. brought it back. I bought, that, I bought that the summer after I graduated high school. Okay. Gotcha. So I was still 18, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean... Yeah, I bought that when I was a teenager, so. But, uh, yeah. So you'd go with the Ferrari. I think so. I think so. Just the, I mean, I have I still haven't gotten sick of that song. I listen, It stuck in my head randomly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I, I have a feeling that after a few years of driving the Camaro, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go take the Camaro out. Like, oh, I'm going to take Ricky with me. Bring some earplugs with you. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the Ricky situation. I'm going to take Ricky with me. I don't know if I'd get sick of the song. The song's good. Yeah, it is good. It is good. But, uh, yeah, so the songs, again, uh, for anybody wanting to check them out, is uh, the artist is Howard Jones, and the song is Like to Get to Know You Well. And then, of course, Yellow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Want to talk some video games? Sure. Yeah. So um, there was a new Nintendo Direct. That uh, that happened. Oh. Yeah. Uh, there were some announcements. I mean, of course, we knew the new uh, Zelda was coming out. Uh, what's it called? Tears of the Kingdom. Sounds I don't cool. know. I just think of it as Breath of the Wild 2. So it's an, another open world Zelda game. Okay. Did you play Breath of the Wild? Yes. Never beat it, but played through about half of it. So. Okay. I have not played much of it. It's a pretty good game. Um, I've started it like two or three times. And the last time I tried playing through it, I actually fired up the Wii U because we, we own it on the Wii U and then also on the Nintendo Switch um, because we didn't have a Switch when we when the game came out. Right. So it just had the Wii U. And uh, so I fired up on the Wii U thinking, okay, you know, my son loves this game. He's, he's played through Breath of the Wild. I couldn't tell you how many times. I mean, he'll just randomly come up to me and says, oh, beat Breath of the Wild again. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, anyways, uh, the last time I tried playing Breath of the Wild, I was sitting on the couch, fired up the Wii U, got about 30 minutes into the game, and here comes little man. Hey, what you doing? Playing Breath of the Wild. Oh, you're playing Breath of the Wild. Oh, you got to do this. Oh, you got to do this. Oh, you, no, no, don't go there. The human you're walkthrough. Not, you're not ready to go there. Uh, go over here. And I'm just like, you're ruining the experience. I want to do this on my own, bud. It's okay to sit and watch and maybe help me out here and there, but I don't want to 
or walk through. And that's what it felt like. And so literally like I handed him the controller and he just started playing it again. So that's what happened. That's the last time I tried Breath of the Wild. I mean, the game seems fantastic, but it just, I guess, wasn't for me. It's different in the sense, too, because you grew up with the older, more streamlined Zelda games. And this is really open world compared to those. I mean, oh, they're open yeah. world, like Ocarina of Time and stuff. But but I think this one kind of took the cake on versatility on what you want to do. So, you know, that's it. it happens if you don't get hooked onto it. Um, so this new uh, Zelda game, though, Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. I don't know if you uh, heard, but uh, they've increased the price. It'll launch at sixty nine ninety nine, so that's a ten dollar increase over every other Nintendo Switch game. What's the reason? I mean, with the the new PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series systems, the the brand new top tier you know AAA titles they went up in price. They're sixty nine ninety nine. So, uh, like Need for Speed Unbound. That launched at sixty nine ninety nine, but isn't that because it comes with the non series and the series version? No, actually, uh, like because uh, I actually got uh, Unbound for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It is strictly a Series X, and it was still seventy game because I, you know, yep, because it was a physical release. Interesting, you know, but you know, with this video, with the video game industry the way it is, I mean, you don't have to. There's so much out there. You don't have to buy stuff day one. And like in the case of Need for Speed, within two weeks, you could buy it for like half the price because everybody was putting it on sale because it didn't sell well initially. Obviously, I understand that Zelda's going to be a totally different animal and it's going to take a while for it to come down in price. But um, I don't know necessarily the reasoning, but um, I understand it. Uh, back when I was buying video games, um, like I'll use a, an example, one of my worst purchases ever in video gaming. Uh, during the Nintendo 64 era, I was very hyped for WWF Warzone to come out. Okay. And I had to have it the day it came out. I mean, I was reading about it in Nintendo Power for like a year prior to it coming out. And, you know, obviously internet really wasn't a thing. But, I mean, that was at the peak of pro wrestling in North America. So, uh, you know, everybody was a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. So yeah, this ca- you, you had to have this game. Exactly. So I remember hanging out in our mall prior to it opening. You know, like the, the, the center section was open, but the stores hadn't opened up yet. And um, uh, mom was ready to go because, like, she went to, like, the Target or something that was actually open. And, and uh, we're waiting for, like, EB Games or KB Toys to open up. It happened that KB Toys opened up before them. And I remember paying seventy four ninety nine, plus tax, for WWF Warzone. My God, that game was atrocious. <laughs> I probably played it for thirty minutes, and I just said, "Well, that was a waste of my allowance." But you know, I guess I just expected, you know, what WCW and WWE World Tour was, or um. I can't remember if Revenge came out before or after that. I think it might have came out after that, but that turned out to be like my favorite N64 game. It didn't scare me away from spending 70 bucks on a game because I know I paid 70 for Revenge. Yeah. But at the same time, back then, I mean, pricing of video games was all over the place. It wasn't uncommon to see a popular title be $70. I remember even as a kid, like on Super Nintendo... Uh, Street Fighter was like $70, $80 in most retailers. Really? For uh, with the Street Fighter 2, the first one that came out on Super Nintendo. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not upset with Nintendo for raising the price. I just find it interesting. And something else that they've started introducing, and I'm wondering if this is part of that reason, uh, they have a plan where you get like two online vouchers uh-huh. for like certain games and it's a hundred dollars and of course the new Zelda's on there so you buy these two vouchers you get your two digital games and you can get like a Pokemon game and then uh, the new Zelda game right, right? you're paying 50 bucks a piece yeah exactly exactly so I mean this is obviously going to affect the people that buy physically yeah right but 
moving on. Uh, sucks that it sucks. Everything's going up in price. You know? Yeah, I mean, everything. I mean, I think it was inevitable. Yeah, I think so too. Because growing up, food, think about food prices; they they're right. getting astronomical. Well, like growing up for me is when I was buying you know three sixty games and and all that jazz. Sixty bucks was the norm. What you paid. Yeah, for everything, you know. Yeah, I think and nowadays you have games coming out for thirty nine ninety nine. Some coming out for seventy nine ninety nine or whatever. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. Though. I think we just got too accustomed to that standard si- that standard sixty dollar price for a AAA game. Yeah. Um. So they're also doing a Metroid Prime remake from the original. Freaking love that game. Yeah, I guess. I don't, again, not a game I played. Oh, man, so good. I, You know, GameCube, I had a GameCube, but I I, I mainly played NBA 2K3. The GameCube, I think you ended up getting me, was my first system. So Your first, like, own system? My first own system, and yeah. I think you got me Prime as one of the first games, or if not, one of the first few games. I, I know, know I there was I know there was a GameCube system that came with Prime packed in. I, wonder I think it, that was the one I had. That'd be pretty cool. Well... No, mine was the Zelda one. It <gasps> came with the four pack that had the older Zeldas as well as Oh, okay. Offering of Time and Majora's Mask. Interesting. Okay. So that was one I had. But I know I had Prime because I know okay. I was still young at the time, so I remember watching my brother Thomas play through it. Um, but it was super gritty, kind of scary. I mean, it scared the crap out of me <laughs> as sure. a kid. So sure. great game though. Great game. Yeah, see my my Metroid experience is literally watching our oldest brother play Metroid on the original Nintendo. There's four of us, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing a remake of Metroid Prime, which is kind of cool. Uh, new Pikmin. So Pikmin 4. Ooh, yeah. Never played the third one, but love that series. Yeah. Uh, so quite a while ago, they announced this game, and then they uh, they put it on hiatus. Uh, but they finally got a hard date for Advance Wars 1 and 2 Ooh. reboot. So that'll be in April. Definitely April. played that when I was younger, too. Yeah. I That's one I always wanted to check out, but never did. So I'm a big fan of RTSs or strategy games like that. So yeah, should be fun. Um, and then the the last thing I wanted to touch on in the Nintendo Direct is uh, the whole uh, on the online service. And you now have access to some Game Boy games, some Game Boy Color, and cool. Game Boy Advance. Hell yeah! So they that definitely I, needed that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I never was a portable gamer really. Uh, we had Game Gears as kids, but I never had a Game Boy or something. So. Might be cool to check out the because I think they got Zelda Minish Cap on Advance, and then they have uh, the original Zelda Game Boy game. Yeah, that might be fun to check out. So, gotcha. That's yeah, cool. Kirby's Dreamland is one of the games too. I know. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember uh, one of you. You were you were Tom had that. Yeah. So my brother Thomas, he was the one that had all the portable systems: PSP, Game Boy, SP. Yeah. That jazz. Yeah. He always had. I remember him not being kind of a portable game player. Yeah. So. Well, I got a couple of game news, unless yeah, you have no. anything else. Go ahead. Um, one thing, uh, one game I've always wanted to play, which when we first got our Steam Decks, uh, it came out, and it was actually perfect for the Steam Deck, which was Stray. Um, it's a game about <gasps> the kitty, kitty cat. cat. Yes. Yeah, I have seen this. I haven't seen any gameplay or anything, because I'm, you know, I really want to play it. I just haven't got it for the Steam Deck yet. Um, but it, there is some news that it's possibly coming to consoles. So, well... Uh, it actually is already on PS5 because I think it was on PS5 really? prior to the Steam Deck. I was kind of okay. hoping that they would port it to the PS4 because I thought it was going to be a PlayStation exclusive type game, not necessarily directly. But I've noticed that Sony's been putting a lot of uh, PlayStation former exclusives on like uh, PC. Steam PC. So, I see. I see. Um, but I don't. I, I haven't heard anything about Xbox yet. Yeah, I think it was just an article I, I, I stumbled across about them possibly bringing it to Xbox. But I play Xbox so much more than Steam Deck or PS4 sure. that I have. So sure. I'm the same. Yeah. So being able to get that on the Xbox would be awesome. So I definitely want to check that out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I have I have seen the Stray game, and I thought of uh, our friend John, and I thought, oh my god, he'd love this. Oh game. yes. yes. Oh, <laughs> I mean, just the one scene I saw on a, like a TikTok was. Uh, just the cat, you know, and, and he walks up to a cardboard box and says, like, press X or whatever, or press E, you know, and you just put the cardboard box in your head, and now you're a cat with a cardboard box on his head because <laughs> it's a game about cats, let's be yes. honest. <laughs> yeah. No, it, 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 it looks pretty fantastic. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd definitely could try it out. Uh, if it is a case where it comes out on PS4, it was on my hit list, uh, but just because I don't have a PS5 yet. But maybe right. maybe it's a Steam download. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. No, uh, it definitely, uh, they say it's confirmed with the green check mark for Steam Deck, so... Okay, that's cool. Yep. Okay. Um, anything else? The only other thing I kind of wanted to touch on was um, the 
Well, actually, two things. Uh, one was the Killer Games, which should be coming out soon. Uh, there's two new ones. There's going to be a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Oh, which has you're a new talking dynamic. about like Dead by Daylight type yes, of games. Yes, okay. Friday Thirteenth, all that kind of sure genre. Sure, where you got um, the you got the the villain and he's going around trying to kill everybody, right. and then you got so this new one, this Texas Chainsaw Massacre, from the gameplay I've saw, um, it has the normal survivors, you're three or four people trying to survive, but then it also has the enemies, which is two or three hillbillies alongside. Leatherface. Ooh. So he's got the big bad boy, but then he's got his little compatriots to try to seek so, you out too. So it's going to be like co-op on both ends? Yes. Type team versus oh, team. team. Killers team. versus ah, survivors. That should so. be fun. Yep. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm not sure when that comes out. Got to look more into that. Um, but the other one coming out is uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, I, I which, heard. I remember you mentioning that. Yes. And I saw a, a one-to-one comparison from the movie to the game. Looks perfect. So okay. I'm, I'm excited about that. Okay. Like that'll be fun. So. And then the other thing um, was uh, Hogwarts Legacy that came out. Um, yeah, I, that's, to that's that. one that I, I, I wanted to get, but I kind of got distracted, and I f- totally forgot it was coming out. So. Well, I thought it was multiplayer, so, you know, I, I think waiting for it to go on sale, since it's just solo only, yeah. well, makes sense. I, I think the best plan of action, is since we're both interested in it, is once it uh, kind of hits a, a decent enough sale, one of us will pick it up and then just get it on Xbox so we can game share it. Yes, because we do share that. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of Xbox, uh, I know we play Rust on Xbox. I got a quick story for you. If you, if you Classic Rust stories. Yeah. Okay. We, we, we always, we always like to share our Rust stories. So this is a quick one though. Uh, we play with a pretty decent sized group. Uh, you know, sometimes it's three of us playing together. Sometimes it's an eight man. Sometimes it's a 14 man, you know, but it's the same core people. Just depends on when we hop on together. In this uh, particular instance, there was, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of six of us online playing. And uh, one of the rivals on the map was taken heli, and it actually crash-landed in, uh, oh, uh, where's Bradley at? Uh, uh, launch site? Launch site, yeah. Mm-hmm. It landed in launch site, or right outside a launch okay. site. So I actually uh, did a random spawn happened to get a decent spawn and it was on the opposite side of launch site from where the rest of the group was. So I was coming in from one direction and then the other four or five guys were coming in from the other side. I got there first and I was able to kind of get my clothing put together and that that way I could stand to be in launch right. site for the radiation. radiation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm in launch site, the fire's still going, but it, it looks like everything's been... I don't. I guess the, the fire was out because I think everybody, yeah, everything had been looted. Okay. Um, so I'm kind of hunting around. There's a lot of gunshots going around, just like when, you know, normally when Heli goes down. Right. And uh, I notice a naked, struggling to get through launch site. You know how, like, when you get so many rads, you start to just kind of creep along. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, where's that guy going? Where's that guy going? What's why is he here and why is he in? the middle of launch site, but naked. naked. Yeah. So I follow him. He must have missed me, not seen me. And sure enough, he drops dead. And on him happens to be two Tommies and an M2. Oh, my God. <laughs> so no I, clothes, I assume. No clothes. <laughs> He's, you know, he dropped dead from yeah, radiation. Yeah. So uh, quite literally, I am burlap, you know, Bare minimum. Bare minimum <laughs> with M2 and two Tommies. <laughs> so, of course, I call the usuals. I, like, you guys got to get to the me back now. <laughs> I need I need help. Why? I got M2. Yep. yep. I got M2. Was this earlier on in the wipe or? No. Well, I mean, we're like maybe like two or three weeks into wipe. Okay. So, okay. I mean, another M2, M2. An, another M2 is just yeah. another M2. Yeah. But but it's like, dude, I got, I got one of the loot boxes yeah. because I got an M2, you know. But that just shows you in in Rust, you know, they they could be naked with a rock in their hand. They could yeah. have an M two in their inventory. Yeah, he had an M two <laughs> in his inventory. He dropped because he had the Tommy out because he dropped the Tommy. Yeah, but he had an M two in his inventory. Um, so I ended up uh, getting it to one of the better players in our group, and uh, uh, we ended up hanging out at launch and trying to take Bradley. And you know, we didn't go home in depot because it was we're clear on the other side of the map from launch site. Right, and uh, 
one of the most spectacular battles ensued between multiple groups and us, and uh, unfortunately, we lost, and we lost everything, but... It happens. It happens. Hey, man. I found an M2 on a naked. Hey, you know, it's... That's what I love about Rust, too, is I, I kind of stopped playing uh, for the most part, um, but you just never know what you'll see or what oh, you'll come I, across. I, I know. I, I know. Lo- I love the little things that you come across, you know? You I get on a server b- naked by yourself, come across a decayed base, now you're set for the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel almost ashamed when people ask me, what you been playing? Rust. But every time you play, it's like a different experience because you just don't know what's going to happen. Right, and and we've been waiting for that game to come out for a long time on console. It's been oh, on, yeah. on PC was, for quite it, some time. It was probably one of our most anticipated games. I yep. mean, And we played it day in, day out for probably close six to like six to eight months. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was probably about December of the first year that it was that we were starting to kind of wind down, and it yep. came out in June. Yeah. So, yeah. Just I got mean, tired of the stress of always worrying about our base getting raided. Well, so. and I found lately that not having a base is the way to go and it works because well we have a group we play with and it's like you know if i get good loot i'll just give it to them yeah you know exactly and then i can just go have fun and then i can log off and then if i log off and not on for two or three days it's like whatever i don't have a base to worry about right so um something else gaming related um i like a little known gaming console called the evercade Yep, it's a fun uh, little thing. For people that don't know, uh, Evercade is like a retro gaming console and handheld uh, made by a company called Blaze. And uh, what they do is they release a lot of like retro older games as well as like some newer indie developed games on uh, multi-cartridges. And uh, they got a home console version. They call it the, the VS and then they have uh, the original Evercade, which was a handheld. And then they uh, just recently released the EXP, which is like a upgraded version of the handheld. Uh, currently, I just have the console. I'm waiting on my EXP to show up. Had a little bit of a issue in shipping. A little hiccup. A little hiccup. But um, they just actually announced a couple new cartridges coming out for the Evercade, which I'm kind of excited about. So. Cool. Uh, one of them is uh, the Toa Plan Collection 2. So Toa Plan is uh, well-known for their shooters. Okay. So um, a couple of the games on the Toa Plan cartridge, I've actually got some experience playing on the Sega Genesis. Uh, one of them is Hellfire. And um, I got a little fun story for that. Never heard of that one. Uh, one of the worst uh, gaming experiences of out hunting for games in the wild. Like I mentioned earlier, I was a little bit of a heavy collector and um we were out shopping with a group of friends and uh some new friends of friends joined us and we were in a retail shop and this retail shop was kind of interesting in the respect that everything was behind a glass case so it was like wall-to-wall games but everything was behind a lock it was all locked up locked gotcha. glass case uh really cool store i think yeah, we did go to we we went to the exact store this past summer that this incident happened. You've been to this store when we were with uh, Talking Phil. Talking Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. You know which one I'm that. talking about now? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, so I'm looking at the Sega Genesis game section, and I see like four or five games that I'm gonna pick up because you got to remember this was like 10, 12 years ago. Right. Probably more like ten. Uh. So, game uh, prices were, like, stupid cheap. I mean, you could buy six, 12, six to 12 games and spend 30 to 50 bucks and go in and, and be at, like, a retail store. Gotcha. And uh, so, it wasn't a big deal buying a bunch of games at once. So, I call over an attendant and say, hey, can I get in the Sega Genesis case? Because I want to make sure that, you know, the game cartridges look nice and there's booklets and that sort of, of thing. So, I call over somebody and so I can start pulling out games that I want. And I had seen Hellfire, and it was on my list of games to grab. And sure enough, one of my friend's friends notices that I have an attendant, and the door's open, and he literally, like, reaches over my shoulder and grabs Hellfire and, grabs Hellfire and walks away. And I said, hey, man, I was going to grab that one. That was on my list of games to grab. And he goes... Oh, well, I got to it first. I'm like, 
Yeah, but I had to go find the attendant and bring him over so I could grab, because there was like four or five games I was going to grab, and that right. was one of them. And I remember being $2.50. It was so cheap. Even then, it was cheap. And the guy was like a total tool about the situation. He's like, no, man. I found it. I'm buying it. People I'm suck. Like, <laughs> but I'm like, so I just let it go. Okay. Yeah. The The reason this situation gets worse is because what happened in the parking lot immediately after. I happen to be riding with the backseat of this guy because we're, we're out of town. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I'm listening to... Uh, yeah, are, well, a little bit of a distraction there. <laughs> I'm riding with him, so I can leave my car parked at the hotel. Fair. And I'm not familiar with the area, that sort of thing. And it's not just me riding with him. We're carpooling. There's a bunch of us. We're riding around town. Okay. Game shopping. So we get out to the car. I'm, just, I'm still kind of salty about the whole situation. That makes sense. I would be. He looks at me and... Uh, another one of my friends that's riding with him and says, you guys are going to have to find your own way back to the hotel. I'm leaving. Mind you, we're in a big city and we're probably like a 40 minute drive away from the hotel. So I go over to my friend who organized all of this for us, this get together. Like, Hey man, your, uh, your buddy's ditching us. He's leaving us in the parking lot. Uh, we're going to have to find room in the other cars or there's not room. Cause I mean, we were packed tight. So we didn't have to take everybody's vehicle. Yeah. But we figured it out. It was it was uncomfortable the rest of the trip. But the dude literally left us in a parking lot after offering to drive us around town. Took the game essentially out of my hand. Yeah. Oh, do not like that guy to this day. Hey, that's fair. I wouldn't. So. <laughs> People suck. <laughs> the beautiful thing is, is. It's on the Toe Plan collection too, so I'll finally get to play it. Hey, that's good. That's good. Uh, also, there's a game called Fire Shark, which is another shooter. Hellfire and Fire, Fire Shark. Shark. Yeah. 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 And then uh, the other cartridge that they got coming out is uh, the Commodore 64 or C64 collection too. Cool. Uh, the highlight on that one for me is uh, a game called World Games, but really it's just a highlight because I remember playing it as a kid on a real. Commodore 64 at a friend's house. Really? So. Definitely some nostalgia there. Yeah. But. Cool. Yeah, recently I've been playing, uh, I keep going back to the Daddy East Collection 1 arcade. Okay. On uh, Evercade. And I just recently finished up the um, Dark Seals games. There's two of them. Okay. Uh, They're called Gate of Doom and uh, Wizard of Fire. Okay. They're they're like a a medieval beat-em-up type game, kind of like the Dungeons and Dragons arcade, just really dumbed down. Okay. Um, they're not that, they're not that great of games. They're fun, but you know, uh, I enjoyed them, but yeah. you know, it's like, would I go back and play them again? Probably not, but it was a good experience. But as a whole, I really like the Daddy East collection uh, because there's uh the game Tumble Pop on there. Yep, that's a fun one. And uh, I, I, me and me and my son have probably played through that game like six times. Yeah, that's, that's fun. Uh, and then uh, Sly Spy was fun. Gotcha. So, yeah. so there's some good ones on there. Yeah, I enjoy the system, you know, and it's it's cool that you know a company that they started off with the handheld, correct? Yeah, they started off with the handheld. I think like in 2020, it was like a Kickstarter, right? Um, so I never really witnessed that one until my brother Matt here got the VS, which was kind of like the home console version. Yeah. And so yeah. we've been playing the crap out of that, and it's been fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I think that after the C64 Collection 2 and the Toa Plan Collection 2, they're like in the mid to high 30s on the number of cartridges, and the thing is, is every cartridge has a minimum of two games. Some of them have up to 20 games on them. Uh, and that was another thing I was going to mention, too. Uh, speaking of uh, the... Um, the cartridge with 20 games on it. That's the Pico Interactive Collection 1. Mm-hmm. It has uh, been recently announced as being the next legacy cartridge. And uh, what they're, what the legacy cartridges are are the cartridges that they're discontinuing. So oh, 
once they work through their inventory, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. So this makes uh, Legacy Cart number five. The other ones are the uh, Namco Collection one and two, which are uh, home console parts of Namco games. Uh, one of them, uh, in particular, is is pretty popular uh, because it's got Splatterhouse two and three on it. Cool. The bad thing about the Namco cartridges is the licensing doesn't work for home console, so those two cartridges actually work on the handhelds. Gotcha. So when I ordered my EXP, I actually ordered the Namco cartridges, so those should be on the way. Cool. Um, Technos Collection One. That's the uh, that's gonna be like your Double Dragons and your your uh, Kunio Kun series games. That's on the Legacy. They discontinued that. that? Uh, di- really? They discontinued that, and then. Uh, the Oliver Twins, which is, I guess, more of a dominant European style game okay, uh, uh, that they created. That's, uh, I mean, I'd like to have them all at some point, but uh, yeah, I've got a, a small collection of the Evercade. I've probably got like 10 or so of the game cards, but, uh, you know, I'm not in any hurry. I'll probably get the Legacy cartridges uh, just sooner than later. That way I can make sure and secure one for myself. Right. So you're not paying boot, you know, arm and a leg for them. Yeah. Well, we appreciate uh, you joining us this week. Uh, hopefully, we'll make this a regular thing. Hopefully, you enjoyed it as well. Yeah. If you'd like to reach out to us, we did set up an email. Openbyaccident at gmail.com. So if you'd like to send us a comment, question, or just got a suggestion, we'd love to hear from you. Or a review. Let us know what you thought. Yeah, totally. We're all ears. That's so. it. We appreciate you, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks again, guys.